Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders. For Tuesday, March 15th, I'm Sweeney Murdy, joined by Ed Coleman. Yankees and Mets are underway. Full swing with spring training. The exhibition games will get started in a couple of days. And opening day will be here before you know it. Uh, Eddie, it took us a long time. We started talking a lot about um, financial numbers and things that we're not really that smart about, but we managed to get our way through it. And now we're actually going to talk about real baseball things again. So that part's a lot of fun. Uh, It is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm surprised. One thing, I guess, that has surprised me, and I know there's been movement, Sweeney, but I thought there would be more up to this point. Now, there's still more to come, and there have been some big ones. There's no question about that. We'll go through them. But, uh, you know, everyone said as soon as this breaks and you can go, this is really going to be go time, and there'll be bodies flying all around. Well, there there haven't been. There have been teams, you know, kind of feeling – things out sorting things out and and there have been a lot of signings uh some of them more prominent than others but i guess i maybe expected a little bit more than what i've seen thus far how about you yeah i think a lot of i think there's a couple of things one i think you know the despite people's skepticism the lockout really did prevent teams from contacting their players all the players in their 40-man rosters. So the evaluation, I mean, look at what happened to Fernando Tatis, right? I, I know, that's amazing. didn't know that he hurt his wrist, which yeah. if, that, if you had normal conditions, you would have found that out, you know, a long time ago and been in a better mm-hmm. position. So I, I love, uh, just to interject, I love the quote I saw today when somebody asked Tatis about, whether the he thought that the wrist was the result of a motorcycle accident, and he said, "Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Which accident? <laughs> oh, good, that's great." <laughs> uh, which wrist? No, which accident? Oh, no, right. which accident? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I think that's that. That's been a real factor in teams trying to evaluate who they have, what they have, and you know how guys are like. You know what has happened to people in the last three and a half months since they last spoke to them. Um, and, and I think teams are a little reluctant to pull the trigger on some of these things without having full evaluations on these things. Some of the minor, yeah. some of the free agent stuff is interesting because I know that, you know, I, I, from a Yankee standpoint, at least I know of several free agents that they've only offered minor league deals to. So, and I think that's mm-hmm. probably the case with a lot of teams who are reluctant to spend money yet. Um, and they're trying to get some of these lesser free agents on minor league deals these are the guys that we think are going to get squeezed out in, you know, the, in the CBA, right. Uh, may, uh, between the minimums and the high price guys, there's guys in between that are going to get squeezed right now. Those are the guys who are looking at minor league deals. And I think all of those are kind of maybe slowing the market down a little bit right now. The Mets started some things off Eddie by improving their pitching staff. They're still, I mean, they, Spent a lot in the winter, and now they just made another acquisition as we get started again. Um, deep in the rotation a little bit with Chris Bassett. Uh, really a terrific uh, uh, 
trade for the Mets. And it, it didn't surprise me that they went after a starting pitcher. A lot of people felt they'd go bullpen, and they did address that with Adam Ottavino. I think they still have some work to do there, Sweeney. But uh, Chris Bassett, uh, listen, they, they needed a starting pitcher. Uh, with DeGrom and Scherzer up top, that's great. Uh, you still have concerns, I think, about Carrasco and Walker, three and four. But you know, you could easily make the case that Bassett is a three, and you can bump the other two guys down at this point in time. Uh, so to me, it's a terrific rotation. You're all right-handed, uh, you know, which may present a problem, but I don't think it really is a problem when you have those two guys, the other two, at the top of the rotation. Uh, you bring in Ottavino, you know him very well, uh, and spent some time in Boston as well, too. Now comes back to, he's a New York guy, comes back to New York. If he can get the slider going, uh, and they can straighten him out in that regard, I think he'll really help. They still need a left-hander. Um, and it's kind of interesting to me that the two guys who wore Met uniforms last year, Brad Hand and Jerry's Familiar, are now in Philadelphia down the church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but Andrew Chapin is out there. Maybe they have some interest there. I, I, I do think uh, they have uh, a couple of lefties in camp and some kids as well, too, that they like. Now, I don't know whether they could make the jump, but uh, they'll, they'll still look around. And, you know, I, I think we all know by now that the budget is not a problem with the Mets anymore, not with Steve Cohen around. Yeah, yeah, and that's a pre- pretty huge thing. I mean, you mentioned Adovino, and um, listen, I didn't pay as close attention to his daily usage with Boston, but you know, the Yankees discovered pretty quickly that they wanted to keep him away from left-handers. Um, he was very limited, and, and it really hurt them in the postseason against more balanced teams like the Indians series, for example. When they had a lot of switch hitters in the, in the lineup, it really limited limited the lanes that they wanted Adovino to face, especially with the three batter rules. So um, I'm curious to see how the Mets are going to use him if they're and, and what kind of weapons he has to uh, to maybe counter some left-handed bats every once in a while, because he's he's mainly going to face righties. But if you sprinkle in some of these lefties and the three batter rule is a problem, uh, I wonder how he's going to adjust. But I love his durability, Ed, and I, you know, I don't think he's afraid of situations. He's pitched in New York and Boston, as you say. I don't think that's an issue for him. And I, and, and I love his durability. Yeah, listen, he's a good guy, good man. I I think he's still got a lot left in him. Uh, One thing the Mets have done, and and they've been pretty true to this, is they've gotten quality guys in that clubhouse. Everyone raves about Chris Bassett. I think you know Adovino uh, uh, very well and the type of guy he is. Uh, So when you you put them into the mix, I think that that bodes well for the Mets. They've done a pretty good job of trying to... Get a good clubhouse, let's put it that way, and uh, I think they've done that with both these moves. And I think you've waited all winter just to, you know, I love the video of seeing Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer out on mounds together, right? This is the this was the visual, <laughs> and now seeing it happen in reality, I mean, this is kind of what you waited for. Now you got to see if they perform healthy. Both players had some issues. DeGrom's were bigger last year. Scherzer toward the end of the season, but now you're looking to see, okay, are they going to give you 30 starts apiece and, and take you where you want to go? Yeah, I, I, I don't have much of a worry about that. I, I know a lot of people, and it's been a big story thus far, you know, how healthy are there? How many starts can you get out of them? Can you get 60 starts out of the two of them? Uh, I just, you know, Scherzer is such a bulldog, and, and Jake thus far has said he's fine. He 
His elbow fell fine in the offseason. Uh, he's not a guy that, uh, that can easily disguise that as well, too. So uh, I believe him. I, I think they'll both be healthy. And if they are, they give you 60 starts or thereabouts or pretty close to it, uh, they're going to be just fine. You know, they, the other guys will fall in line. And uh, then, you know, you'll have the... Uh, the age-old thing and, uh, you know, trying to match the guy who goes before you. And if those two guys go out and do what they normally do, sweetie, then uh, you're going you're gonna to be trying to – you're going to be in a high level to try to match for the other three guys in the rotation. Yeah, one more thing of early interest in Mets camp, I think, is the return of Robinson Cano uh, back from the year-long suspension. Now with a DH coming to the National League, he certainly is a useful player depending on you know what kind of player comes back. Uh, but that's certainly – and he's drawing a big paycheck again. So that's certainly something to watch for the Mets. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, he's apologized to the team. Uh, he did that right away, which is a, a good thing. He said in the off season that that was one of the first things he wanted to do was to address the team, admit he made it a, uh, made a big mistake. Uh, you know, and I think he cleared the air pretty well. And I thought that was a good move by Robbie to to do it right away when when he got into camp. Uh, I heard Buck Showalter talking about Robbie and, and Buck knows him I think pretty well uh, the you know it, it's kind of interesting he was talking about his bat to ball skills and he can still hit uh, I, I think Buck mentioned that you know at the age of 50 he'll still be able to hit the baseball now he may not have the power that he had before and maybe uh, you know what he's been suspended for has something to do with that I don't know but I do know this that he's still got a great arm uh, I think he can still play the field. He'll probably DH uh, quite a bit. I, that's my assumption, anyway. Um, and you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. But I, I think Robbie Cano can still help this team. They owe him a lot of money. That's for sure. There's no question. So he's going to be around. And uh, you know, when he's when he's playing enough and he feels like he's a part of the team, uh, Robbie can be a very good influence. I think uh, in the clubhouse. I think you know that too. So um, it's it's a plus. I think having him back. I know good baseball people don't spend a lot of time thinking about the decisions that could have been because it just ruins their days and nights, but I wonder how much during the last 18 years Buck Showalter has wondered, hmm, what if the Rangers had taken Robbie Cano as the player to be named later in the Alex Rodriguez trade instead of Joaquin Arias? I wonder how things would have worked out. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure he's thought about that quite. There isn't anything that Buck doesn't think about. Let's put it that way. I think we know that. He's pretty thorough in just about everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's been on his mind for sure. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The uh, the Yankees have been a little bit busy too, and I, by the time people are listening to this, I don't know if first base will be addressed. Let's leave this out of this, but um, they made a pretty significant deal by trading Gary Sanchez, of all people, finally, uh, and Gio Urshela to the Twins. Josh Donaldson comes back. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who we thought might have been off the board when he went from Texas to Minnesota, ends up getting flipped in this deal. So the Yankees have a whole new left side of the infield, a whole new catching situation, and... Uh, I'm having a hard time trying to figure it out because I don't know how all the pieces fit together yet based on how first base is going to happen, plus whatever decisions they make pitching-wise, things like that. I'm not ready to proclaim who the team is necessarily, but I think as a whole, they're a little bit better than they were before they made this trade, especially defensively. I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, that's, that was going to be my question to you. And One thing that I, I guess kind of jumped out at me right away uh, about the trade was Donaldson uh, just as a person. Uh, to me, uh, it, uh, I think, and I, listen, I don't know the Yankee clubhouse. You're in there. I'm not. Uh, but uh, is there an edge lacking from this team, or did they feel like there was an edge lacking? Donaldson is always a guy who you bring in uh, who gives you that kind of edge. I remember when he was with Atlanta for the, the brief time he was there and talking to some of the Braves players, uh, you know, they – they talked about him, you know, boosting the clubhouse, having an edge, uh, having that, uh, you know, that that little swagger. Uh, and I, I just wonder whether that was a big part of the deal in Brian Cashman's mind uh, to bring him in. And I guess my question to you is, are they better defensively at this point in time uh, because of this deal? Yeah, I think the attitude, I mean, Brian Cashman brought that up yesterday in a couple of interviews, and I thought it was interesting that he brought it up. If he's even questioning it, it probably means that he thought it needed to be addressed, or at least wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't like this was going to be, in his mind, it doesn't appear to be a negative to add a personality like Donaldson. And there's some mixed reviews. I mean, there's definitely some people who, who, you know, they're not, he's not their cup of tea. But it's hard to argue with the results on the field when he's there. He puts up numbers, um, and despite some com- some concerns about health, he did play 135 games last year. Um, and I think the idea also is, you know, you you probably maxed out on Gio Urshela. You probably got as much out of him as you were going to, um, and you had, you know, you attach Sanchez in the deal, take back Donaldson's contract. Are they better defensively? Yeah, I think they are. I think, um, I mean, Urshela was terrific, but I think Donaldson's pretty good too. I think they got better at shortstop by shifting Torres away from there and having Connor Falefa play at shortstop. Um, I don't know how the whole puzzle fits together yet, so I'm still reluctant to, to you know, to tell you exactly what yeah. I think of, they, of this whole interview. Yeah, they have to figure out who all the guys on the left side and the second baseman will be throwing the ball to on exactly. first base. <laughs> yeah, and and where and when DJ LeMahieu is going to play, because if I've got a guy who's a batting champ, I need to get him playing every day, and I don't yep. yet know exactly where that's going to be. Here's something that, you know, I, I oh, and listen, and getting back to Donaldson for a second, um, I, the first name that popped into my head was Gary Sheffield. And mm. a guy okay. who... You know, who brings a certain attitude that you didn't necessarily know how it would fit. But I remember Sheffield coming in to the Yankees that had Jeter and A-Rod and everybody else. I know those teams didn't win championships, but I don't 
think it was a bad thing bringing him in there, and I thought he was a positive influence on a lot of players. He was always a good teammate from what I could tell, and I think Donaldson brings some of that quality too. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, he, you're right. He is not everybody's cup of tea, and that goes with some of the people on his own ball clubs yeah. as well. But at the same time, he does, you know, he, he brings that spirit, that edge, whatever. Uh, and I think you need that. You know, if, if you're too dormant a club or you're too laid back or too laissez-faire, uh, you know, it, it can work against you. You know, you, you go through, every team is going to go through the five and six game losing streaks or whatever. And, you know, sometimes having a guy like that and having a little swagger at the same time, uh, we're better than this, you know, can get you through that and maybe end it a little bit quicker. So I, I think Donaldson does bring that in, in some regard. Are you a believer in uh, you've probably seen both guys in Volpe and Peraza that they can be the answer you know long term whenever they do get here which is probably not that far away I've seen Volpe a couple of times I like what you know my amateur eyes I like what I've seen you know obviously the people who know him better uh, just rave about him and they have for a couple of years it's a it's high praise and I think it speaks to the fact that they didn't want to tie up that position for big years and big dollars tells you a little bit about what they believe that they have and you hope that you know at least one of them is able to find play at that position you know there are people I don't want to sleep on Peraza because I think there are a lot of people who really like Oswald Peraza um, I, I know when they saw him last year a little bit they uh, they talked about you know they love his athleticism people people think he'll hit you know he's not projected with the same offensive profile that Anthony Volpe does especially after the minor league season that he just had but people think Peraza is going to hit too and enough to play that position um, you know although Listen, it's I don't know who, you know, prospects or suspects, right? Until until they become yep. what you hope that they're going to be, you know, the Yankees have been burned by this a little bit because, you know, they just traded a guy who just never fulfilled his potential in Gary Sanchez. Um and there are a lot of reasons behind it. It's not just one answer, but I do know that you know Sanchez had 3 years in which he stayed healthy and played. He was an all-star in two of those. Um, there's a, there, there was a lot of talent and some of it was fulfilled. Not all of it was a lot of it because of the position that he played, the attention to it, and probably, you know, just the, the microscope he was under for it. Um, I, I hope he finds a place where he can get at bats and, and not have every pitch thrown to him scrutinized the way that it was here. Now, part of it's the stakes, right? The twins necessarily aren't always playing for the things that the Yankees are playing for. So that comes with the territory, but, I think there is. I think there's at least some value left in Gary Sanchez. I hope he's able to find it. Yeah, no, it, it would be nice. And Minnesota's been very active. Uh, they've, uh, you know, early on been one of the more active teams here since uh, baseball has come back. So we'll see what they end up with. But uh, and you know, it's a good possibility he may find himself in. Uh, uh, I guess less scrutinized environs. Let's put it that way. We'll yeah, see. and the Cole Donaldson thing gets a lot of attention because of what Donaldson said last year. They apparently yeah. cleared the air a little bit. We'll see. I'm, those are two strong personalities. You know, I'm not expecting them to be you know buddy buddy, um, but they just have to play together. And I think the interesting thing, you know, Garrett Cole has something to prove, but I don't think it's the same as what everybody else. Does I he had a lot of good games last year after the sticky stuff crackdown, and pitched very well, pitched very dominantly in some of those outings, even if it wasn't as consistently. But I think the bigger issue was that hamstring injury really hampered him in the in his postseason outing and in September in his postseason outing. Um, 
I think, you know, I think he comes out and shows you he's still really good, which he is. Is he going to be as dominant as he was with Spider Tack? I'd say probably not, but there's something. He's still in his prime, uh, recovered from the hamstring injury, I would think, based off of the winter. I, th- I think he's got, I think he's coming out here with something to prove and will show you early on that, you know, that there's still a really good pitcher in there, even if it's not what you thought it was with, with Spider Tack. I guess uh, I'm never shocked by what happens in baseball, so I'll just say I was very surprised, but the Matt Olson deal to Atlanta and Freddie Freeman not returning to Atlanta probably uh, (laughs) was a big surprise to me, to to say the least. Uh, I know Olson goes home to Atlanta, and there's a lot of talk about Freddie going home uh, to Los Angeles. He's a California kid, and maybe he ends up with the Dodgers. But uh, Freeman is still out there. And uh, frankly, I, I'm stunned. I, I'm a big Alex Anthopoulos fan. I think he did a good job in Toronto. Did a great job, and has done a great job down in Atlanta. But uh, for the life of me, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what comes out at the end of this. Uh, when you have a guy who's the face of your franchise and just led you to a world championship. Uh, Why he's not back there is just mind-boggling to me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, the, and the Braves are still scary. You're right about you know the you know the, it kind of reminds me a little bit about what the when the Red Sox won in 2004. You know they did not uh, stand in the way of Pedro Martinez walking away, uh, who helped lead them there. You know they they kind of had the idea about going forward about how much he had left, and the you know Pedro ended up signing a four year deal with the Mets. The Red Sox weren't touching that. Um, but I do find it interesting that they just reloaded with Olsen. Um, and, and let's not forget Ronald Acuna is back, right? With yes, for yep, a full season. Absolutely. So, I, you know, the, the Braves are still, despite letting Freeman go, the Braves are still really good and really dangerous. They've got pitchers back off the, you know, from injury. They've got players back off of injury. That's still a really good team, Eddie. 
Oh, there's no question. Uh, and listen, Olsen, that, that, that's a huge get for him. And, you know, going back home, does that help? I'm not sure. Who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes it, it does for some players. It doesn't for others. But uh, he's a very good player. And uh, I, I don't know how much you're going to miss. I do know Freddie was the heart and soul of that team. And, you know, maybe Olsen can pick that up. And there are other guys, obviously, that can. Uh, they have Dansby Swanson and others who can, you know, fill in that role. But uh, I was just... I, I, just surprised when whenever you see a guy you know like Freddie and uh, there are certain guys you think you know will always wear one uniform uh, you know Jacob DeGrom made that comment the other day you know when people you know kind of drew back when he said well yeah I'm going to opt out but you know with Steve Cohen and, and the way Jacob DeGrom feels about the Mets I'm, I don't think Mets fans should be too worried about that I think he's a one uniform guy and I, I always felt that way with Freddie too uh, I just thought that was that's the way it was going to be uh, and especially after a, a world championship but you know everything uh you take different turns in baseball, and I guess, you, like I said, you can't be surprised by anything. The the Degrom thing is interesting, but you're right. It sounds like you know, there's listen, there's money, and and here's a, there's a good pitcher who is going to get some money. Um, yeah. But these are the things that I think are going to test exactly how far Steve Co- Steve Cohen is willing to go. Um, maybe not in the short term, but you know, at some point, at that point, he's going to have. You, you knew he'd have to address DeGrom, which DeGrom made perfectly clear now he's going to have to address that. Um, Pete Alonso is going to, you know, want, want some money again soon. Um, yep. He's going to come into that. And there's going to be some other uh, stuff that comes up along the way that's going to test. Is Steve Cohen going to push this over $300 million and stay over $300 million and keep paying compounding taxes? Does he care about that? Beyond just the money... Whatever it does to draft position, international position, and how that affects things. Uh, at as of this morning, Fangraphs roster resource had the Yankees luxury tax payroll at two forty two and the Mets at two eighty five. The thresholds are two thirty, two fifty, two seventy. Um, I'm waiting to see how far the Yankees are going to push it. I'm actually kind of curious to see how far the Mets are going to push it too and how they're going to stay there. And if there's going to come a day where they're going to say, you know what, maybe we need to scale back a little bit. I don't know if that will happen. What do you think? Yeah, I guess as I look at it from afar right now, I think uh, it's a pretty good certainty that he's going to go over the 290, the Steve Cohen tax level. He'll he'll go uh, past that this year. They still have some work to do and and some things to fill in, so I think he's going to go past that. I don't think it bothers him at at all right now. I guess the overall way that I I look at it, Sweeney, is that, you know, here's a guy, maybe I'm putting it too simply, but, you know, here's a guy who took over ownership of the team last year and, and wanted to play nice or wanted to at least blend in with the other owners so he didn't go crazy now he did sign Francisco Lindor to a very large contract and a very hefty contract as well but you know for the most part he he kept things down or tamped things down a little bit but he was very frustrated last year I, you know he felt that team should be better I think everybody did I think they did I did I did as well uh, and they they certainly came up short so all of a sudden in the offseason he says well that's not going to happen again and and when you look at it, you know, the, the money spent bringing Scherzer in here obviously uh, was, was a huge get. Uh, and the other pieces that he's, he's brought aboard, I think, make this team a heck of a lot better than they were last year. Uh, I think he wants to win. I think he wants to win right away. And then, you know, if you win, it does give you a little grace period that, you know, you can you want to consistently win, but at the same time, you can sort things out a little bit better after you win. And uh, you can, you know, 
uh, eject this guy here and save this money there. Uh, so I, I think I think that's his game plan. Uh, at least that's what it appears to me from afar. Uh, we'll see how it all works out. But all I know is this, that Mets fans have obviously gone from the nadir to the zenith, from the Wilpons to Steve Cohen, because it's it's not just a brand new world. It's, uh, it's like a different universe uh, that he's operating in. Yeah, and, and think about, like, you know, from his perspective as a fan, I mean, his team won 77 games last year, you know, not, right. you know, and you're trying to compare it to the way the Yankees, Yankees won 92 games, the Mets won 77. Uh, the Mets have won over 90 games. Well, they've won 90 games once since, 2000, since 2007, yep. and it was exactly mm-hmm. 90 games. So he's trying to push the boundaries here to get them to the point where they're consistently in that 90-win category, and then... What does he do to try to push teams over the push his team over the top, and and what happens with compounding penalties, things like that? That's something that happens down the road. And as more players, like I said, as Alonzo and other players want to start getting paid, where does he start to make those decisions? I think that's interesting. Um, and yep. there's time to figure that part out. There's going to be time to figure out the rules adjustments because we're gonna you know we'll talk more about um, you know shifts and things like that, pitch clocks as they come up. But one interesting thing is that. We're not necessarily done with the Ghost Runner in 2022. <laughs> Listen, Eddie, I didn't mind it for what it was. I thought it spurred action. I know a lot of people throw, uh, uh, you know, anytime you want to do anything that changes the game from what it looked like in 1950, people want to, you know, argue about it. I, when you're looking at, at, at extra inning games, you're talking about, well, what's going to happen to make this game end? And putting a runner at second base at least puts some things in motion to help the game come to a resolution. And, you know, it's not necessarily about, oh, the game's too long. It's like, hey, let's let's find, let, let's get some action. And so yeah. in that regard, I didn't mind it. And if it comes back, I'm not all that upset about that either. Yeah, I, I think that fans will get used to it. I know that uh, the purists in the game obviously are cringing uh, because you know the DH is now in the game, so that goes out from the National League, and all of a sudden they're talking about we thought we got rid of the Ghost Runner and now it's back. <laughs> but I, I think there'll be a slight adjustment. I think you probably, my guess is anyway. And again, this comes back with the health and safety protocols. They're supposed to issue those, I think, later on this week, and and that's one of the things that they want to. You know, they, they want to be uh, obviously on top of. Uh, they, they don't want pitchers, you know, going way deep into games. And, and especially now that they've, they've made the readjustment with the you know, amount of times you can go back and forth as well from the majors to the minors. So uh, I think that factors in as well, too. Uh, but I think the adjustment you might see is that you'll play the 10th inning like a normal inning and maybe the 11th or the 12th. Uh, it, it could be the 12th inning. I, I don't know. But I think that's when you, you might see the ghost runner if you don't have a resolution of the game before that. Uh, I know there are a lot of people out there cringing when you saw when they saw Ghost Runner may be back and very likely will be back. So we'll see how it goes. But I I, I kind of agree with you. It's not it's not the end of the world, uh, and and things will have to change some in baseball. Pitch clock is on the way, and I think we'll have other you know little twists and turns as uh, as we move along. So you know, just have to get used to it a little bit. Yeah, and um, I think one of the things we're just kind of looking forward to is just getting back on the field and seeing what the what what play looks like when, you know, the um, we haven't seen the typical spring training. We're going to see some injuries, yeah. but I you know, quality of play. I think we're going to maybe scrutinize a little bit early on as well. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think one of the things that Buck Walter has constantly mentioned thus far in, in Mets camp is don't rush. Uh, whatever, you just, you know, listen to your body, okay? Whatever whatever it is, it is. If, if you if you can't start the season on time, if you're a pitcher and you're not quite ready, that's fine. We'll figure it out. But don't rush because all that's going to do is get you injured either right away or down the line. So just take your time. That's uh, that's basically And I, I think it's sound advice. I, I think that's absolutely the way to go. Uh, listen to your body. Listen where to where you are in your development, you know, during the spring uh, and a shortened spring to get you ready for, you know, opening day, April 7th. Uh, just listen to your body. And, and if you go according to that, you'll be fine. And maybe the injuries will be a little bit less. He's Ed Coleman. I'm Sweeney Murdy. This is WFAN's Baseball Insiders. Find us at Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, review, and all that jazz. Until next time, thank you for listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.